Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I got an email from a young lady. I was so excited to hear from her. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Ms. Al Washington is joining us today. What's up, Al? Hello. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Good to have you back. Nice to hear your voice. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Glad to be back. Thank you. Have you uh, stayed COVID-free? Yes. The grace of God. Thank God. Yes. Two years in the making with COVID. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it's crazy. I actually have a, a local friend who uh, I texted him one day last week and he said he felt like shit. Are you serious? Wow. And then I texted him again and he was in the hospital with COVID and pneumonia. Oh my God. Yeah. But then I, I texted him yesterday and he said he felt a lot better. You know, hospitals, they know exactly what to do now. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yes. Maybe with the vaccines out now, but yeah, that's what I heard. So Yeah, and my buddy wasn't even vaccinated. Oh, that's what okay, wow. Yeah. Did he feel chills on his body, like the flu type of symptoms? Oh yeah, yeah. He just I didn't I didn't talk to him long when he told me that he was feeling bad because I could hear it in his voice. And then when I texted him, he said he was uh waiting to be admitted. Oh my god. And he, he had pneumonia. I wonder if he got pneumonia because he wasn't vaccinated. Yeah, that's what I mean. But then I heard stories that people who were vaccinated uh, still felt like his symptoms. So I'm just like, I don't know if it's different body reactions. I'm not sure. But yeah. Anyway, he's doing well. I digress. So ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) Ms. Washington is here because she has a new short film. I'm so excited. I can't wait to hear all about it. All right. So I will put the link down below. And I would love for y'all to see it. And Ms. Washington would love for you all to see it too. It's called The Clown Statue. Yes. Now, we have to rewind a little bit. If you remember, Ms. Washington had a... Can I call you Al? Of course. course. Okay, thank you. She did a film during COVID, during lockdown, called Home Sweet Home. And the actors were all like... It was all recorded like a Zoom call. And yes. uh, she did the she did the video uh, in I, I guess it was your apartment or wherever you were living at the time you used as your set right yeah it was my townhouse yes so you were not you were directing the actors through a Zoom call but you weren't physically in their space directing them right nope okay this one you got to direct <laughs> them right that's right yeah I uh, I didn't think I was like didn't think I was gonna be able to do it the way they were in the same room. Again, they were in different states of the country, but yeah, we went all together. Okay. So I'm going to shut my mouth and I want to hear all about the clown statue. Now it's based on an urban legend. And now this is your second urban legend, right? Yeah. Uh, it's based off yeah, the urban legend as well. It's kind of like another version of it. It's called the babysitter. Okay. All right. When did you come up with this idea and when were you aware of this urban legend? I mean, is it something that you've always had in the back of your head that you'd love to do a movie about? Yes, I did. And it came from the first book that inspired me to write, going back to kind of rewinding, like you said, uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, Alvin Schwartz. Uh, He put a story in there that was retold like a folklore, like an urban legend. It was called The Babysitter. Um, for those of you who don't know, the babysitter is based on she babysits a group of uh, kids and the phone's ringing and the guy's t- threatening them. Pretty soon I'm coming, you know, I'm going to get you. And she didn't pay no mind, but it started to get, you know, creepier and very more intense. He kept calling and saying, I'm 
at the first step or whatever, she called the operator and the operator said, I'll trace the call. But the person that is calling you is right upstairs. And I was just like, that was the most frightening thing I read, which that was crazy. He was right upstairs calling from a different phone. He came downstairs to get the kids and the babysitter, but the police end up coming faster. So very good story. And that's what the clown statue also has that variation. So one version of the clown statue is that it was a small man who would dress up in a clown suit and stay in a house where babysitters were babysitting and pretend to be a statue. It would creep out the babysitter. She would call the parents and ask, hey, the kids are fine, blase, blase. But this clown statue that you have is kind of creeping me out. Can I move it or something? And the parents are like, what are you talking about? And then she said, the clown statue, you know, that you have in your living room. And they go, you need to listen to me very carefully. The parents were like, you need to get out of the house. We don't have a clown statue. Now, there are different variations of the story that the clown would kill the babysitter and the kids. Another variation is that the police get there in time to uh, get the clown. And it just was kind of, a again, a guy that would escape from a mental institution and would just hide in people's houses and pretend to be a clown. I wanted to do something like that. I saw different short film variations on YouTube. Most of them didn't catch my interest. Only one did. And I just thought, wow, I would like to do something like that. I like the concept of the story, but I want to do it my own way. It may be different from the variations that other people saw, but I wanted to add a different storyline with it, if that makes sense. Absolutely. You know, if if you've been listening to the podcast, I always say, you know, there's only a handful of stories in the world, but what you have to do is you have to put your spin on it and you put your spin on this. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. So then you kind of wrote it. You had, I, you wrote it, but I mm-hmm. kind of an adaptation, right? Yeah, exactly. It's an adaptation. And I just, again, wanted to put my own spin on it. It's a different little storyline than what the Urban Legends is used to. But yeah, except right. the clown statue knows the victims personally. So that was my different take on it. Yeah. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So how was writing it? Was it really easy for you? Oh, hell no, 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 no. I just, no, I originally was going to use the urban legend. Okay, yeah, it's a man, you know, hiding in people's houses. You know, I'll just write something like that. But to me, that was kind of boring and it has been done before. Um, This is, I kept doing revisions and revisions and revisions on it. So it was not. Um, I finally wrote a story that I liked that I wanted to picture. What do you want to see, Al, with Clown? How do you want to write it? So, of course, I had the script looked at with my Charm City Filmmaker group, as well as another screenwriting group I'm a part of. They gave me some feedback. They told me, you know, this may not work, yay or nay. But at the end of the day, as a director and writer, it is your your decision. So Nice. So always, always write what you want to see. Don't ever write for the audience. Absolutely. I was worried about that because I was told that, no, people are not going to. They don't want to see this, you know, give them something that they want to see. I said, no, but you're not really finding your own voice if you do it that way. I mean, yeah, I want the audience to be like, oh, wow. Oh, my God. You know, get into that experience, have that escape, you know, to get into the story. But I really at the end of the day, just, yeah. What do you want to see? What do you want to see? Exactly. You've got to create things that you want to see. Yeah. You have to you have to write stories that you want that you want to be a part of. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so you got the writing all done. Tons and tons of, re- of revisions. Yes. And you had to, then you had to cast. Tell me about casting. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that was a, a definitely a very good experience. Um, I'm going to say that. So 
the one who played, let's see, the clown, quote unquote, Robin is Tatiana. She is a fantastic actress. She is. And she's going to be in my future short film that I'll be releasing a little bit later this year. But if you saw it, she's a fantastic actress. She takes direction well. Um, originally, um, I saw her on an interview for a small interview or something. It was like a year ago before I actually started casting. And I looked at her um, because I was sitting in an audition room. She was auditioning for something else, another smaller project for Charm City. I was paying attention to her demeanor, the way she looked, the way she was delivering lines. I said, huh, she looks interesting. Maybe I can use her for something. Maybe I can use her for Clown. I just made a note. I didn't think anything of it at the time. But then when I officially started working on Clown, I was thinking, who would be able to play this uh, character? Who? Who would be able to play the sultry, sexy character transitioning to the psychotic character? Who would be able to balance both? And I thought about her because I had her in the back of my mind. And I was just like, please, I reached out to her. I said, can you please audition? And grace of God, she did. Uh, she was fantastic. And I was like, yeah, I don't even need, need to go through callbacks. That's it. So she's one. She's a really nice, sweet uh, young lady. I definitely hope she does more projects, um, which she is. And Michael, who played Mark, I think he's also uh, fantastic with it. And it, I auditioned over 20 guys for Mark. And they weren't able to give me what he was able to give me. They just weren't there. And uh, Carol, who did Julie, also did just fantastic. So I was able, by the grace of God, to get the cast that I needed. So did you just mention the other female that's in it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Her name was Kara. Kara. Okay. Kara. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you didn't have a problem with Kara? I mean, how many how many people did you read for Kara? So her, her she, part. Right. So she also read for Robin as well. Uh, so that was about maybe 15 females I was reading. Uh, they were reading for Julia. And I needed somebody kind of like who could play the oblivious, bubbly Julia. And she was able to pull that off. Exactly what I needed. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So you've wrote the script. You got your mm-hmm. cast. Where did you shoot it? I shot this in Silver Spring, Maryland. Um, I was doing location scouting, which I hate doing. <laughs> it can be a pain in the ass, but again, with a small indie filmmaker, that's, you know, you have to wear that hat and find your own location. So Susan, uh, whose house I use, she was definitely really nice. And I looked at our houses uh, before I looked at hers and they just didn't fit what I was looking for. Um, I was aiming for trying to going back to old school, like a late, like early to late 60s house and it fit perfectly when I went to go see it. But yeah. All right. So you got your location. Mm-hmm. Now, how big was your crew? So I had no more than, I had like no more than 10 people and we shot for 48 hours, not straight, but it took two days to shoot. So no more than 10 people who helped me with the project. And mm-hmm. your cinematographer who shot it? Uh, Dave Fine. I've known him for a couple of years with Charm City Filmmakers. He definitely uh, liked working with him. He was very good. He gave me direction. He gave me what I needed to hear. And it was my first, uh, obviously, real short film. And I was very nervous and anxious and like, oh, my God. But he, he did a fantastic job. And what did he shoot it on? Did he shoot it on a on a uh, phone? No, no. He had a professional, big professional camera. <laughs> so Nice. Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah, nice. All right. And how about sound? Um, let's see. So I had two sound guys, one Matthew did one day, Dan did it another day and they were both great. They were mellow, humble, you know, um, it was good. Yeah. Okay. Home sweet home. Uh, you did not work with the actors physically in their space, but on this, the clown statue you did. So tell me yes. how that was. Oh yeah. It was my first, 
Um, so I really got, I'm going to say stuck on the blocking of the actors is that in my head, I wanted, uh, like I said, make sure they read their lines, but it's more than that. When you're working on set, you really, your job as a director is the actors. That's the number one focus. You want to help them with the blocking. Where are they standing? How are they moving? If there's any direction or if they're not doing it right, or if you want to do it in a different way, you need to convey that. The main thing is that you need to be clear on your directions when you're working with actors. Um, yep. Some actors may get um, not frustrated, um, but some actors definitely take direction well. They even ask me questions. So blocking to me was a first experience and I was a little bit nervous about it. I had some help, <laughs> like my first assistant director, who was Wes, and Dave also helped me with it. But yeah, it was a, definitely a challenge for me uh, for that because it's my first time and they're asking me, Al, where do you want this? Okay, this shot may not work here. Do you want the actor to move around? Where do you want them to stand? It was just, it was an experience. <laughs> Yeah, it's it, <laughs> as a director, you just have to make decision after decision after decision after decision. Absolutely. It's if you're on the fence when it comes to decisions and you're like, oh, let me think about it, you can't do that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, you, you got to like right then, right there. Exactly. You have to learn to roll with the punches. And I'm learning, I've learned that a lot, especially on the first one. And it was just like you said, a decision after decision. I was like, oh God, I'm getting stuck. You're going to have to make a decision. And worrying about, oh, are they going to like it? Oh, it doesn't make any sense. Or God, I'm stuck. But yeah, you're right. Roll with the punches. Things may not work out the way you want them to. Things change. And that you, that did happen. It's like, well, Al, I know you had this in the shot list, but no, we can't do it this way. Let's work something out, out real quick. So yeah, that's how it was. See, you just mentioned my next question. I was mm -hmm. going to ask in pre-production, did you have a shot list and did you like diagram the uh, the location and try to figure out where you're going to put your camera and where the, the actors were going to be? Yes, we did. We did have a shot list. Uh, Dave definitely helped me a big chunk of that. Some start, some parts I got stuck on that I had, even I had, like I said, questions on. I was like, oh, okay. He told me, no, you like one instance, like the 180 rule, you can't do it this way, or we're going to have to shoot it this way, or I can't. Or Al, do you like this? How do you want this? You know what I mean? So, and that's uh -huh. something yeah, that you need to go over before the shoot actually takes place. Because if you don't, it's going to be longer as the day goes on because you guys are fixing and not quote unquote arguing, but it's good to kind of have a pre-production meeting going over the shot list. Yeah. In the future, when you, when you make a shot list, mm -hmm. it's just kind of like a blueprint. Nine times out of 10, nine times out of 10, something is going to mess up your shot list and you're not going to be able to do a shot that you wanted to do. So once again, you're going to be thinking on your feet and you got to think quick and you know, that's just shit happens, right? Exactly. I don't know why I was my first one. Like, oh yeah, I'm very organized. With I'm good at logistics. This is going to go nice, smooth sailing. And it can be, but sometimes we get those hiccups and like we get bumps on the road. It's just not going to go how you planned. And I wasn't prepared for that. I was like, I didn't panic. I kind of got stuck and I had to have Wes and Dave kind of guide me for that. It was very nerve wracking. It was nerve wracking at times. Absolutely. Because they're like, Al, okay. I, especially at the last scene where I had trouble just, okay, how do you want her to move? Where do you want her to stand? It's just because I wasn't satisfied. I wasn't satisfied with the last scene. And so did you, um, you have a character that has makeup on. I'm not going to give the story away here, but um, <laughs> yeah, tell me, tell me about the makeup. Did oh, you do uh, it or did you hire a makeup artist? Well, we had someone who does makeup on set and wardrobe, but the actress who had the makeup on, she did it herself. Okay, sweet. The actress mm -hmm. did it herself. That was nice. She's like, no, I'll surprise you. I was like, okay. So totally very multi-talented. She did it herself. Yeah, it looked good. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, she thought her face demeanor really gave it away. 
with your uh, with your DP with the lighting, did you use natural light? Did you just open up all the the drapes and the blinds, or did you guys actually have lights, like little lights that you could place around? No, he actually uh, we had an assistant cameraman who was also good with light. Uh, he helped. We had they brought some lights in. Yeah, we didn't. We really use the natural lighting, especially when it was. Uh, we tried to make it look like a certain time, like in the evening. So and the lighting, I was worried about that too. Was like in you know West, my friend, he's like, yeah, you don't worry about the lighting. You just tell us how you want it to look, day or night. They'll take care of the lighting. But they did the little lights in day. All right. So then you finished, you wrapped, mm-hmm. and you. I saw in the credits you edited it. Correct. Yes. How was that? Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> it was. I know. It was. I just. I was so intimidated. I was so anxious about it. I was at first day. To be honest with you, I didn't want to release it just yet. You know, I just did not because I editing. I don't know everybody else editing. If you're not a truly editor, twenty four seven, it can be a very tedious process. Um, I called Wes. I was like, "Yeah, I'm just. I'm stressed out. I just don't know if I'm able to." Again, with my just learning a new skill, especially with editing, he goes, you know, don't worry. Like, what is the problem? I know editing can be a little scary at first, and it was. But the grace of God, Kelly, uh, my friend, and she's also a filmmaker, and she's a fantastic editor. She came over, and she helped me teach me kind of like the basic of like making sure that you're editing it in an organized fashion. So she gave me some very good tips, and she showed me, and I started practicing, and then I just took it away. Did you edit Home Sweet Home? Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah, I did it. No, just, it was nerve wracking because this, this is a little longer. And yeah, it's just your final product. I was like, yeah, it was just very <laughs> scary. But I ended up doing it. You know, it was, I did it. It's just. As far as editing goes, you had way more editing in the clown statue than you did Home Sweet Home for sure. Uh, yeah. Obviously, it's not perfect. It's not meant to be. But again, I, you know, I fished it. I learned a lot. There's other ways I can do it. I got some feedback from those who are uh, editors in the group. Feedback and, you know, gave me what they felt next time you can do or learning something new or mistakes were made. But, you know, that's that's the process. In order for me to get better, I have to keep creating and doing it. Yes. Every every film you make is going to be better than the previous one. Absolutely. Yeah. If you know what mistakes or what you could do better, this is, yeah. What are the big takeaways from this one that you're going to use for the next one that you're going to do? You're going to release, you're going to do the next one soon and you're going to release it in the fall, right? That's what I'm looking towards. Maybe not fall, but I'm definitely trying to get it out this year. I already sent a teaser poster for it. Definitely the goal is to get it out this year, closer to fall. Okay. What are your big takeaways that, that you learned from this one that you're going to apply to the next one? You mean for editing or just directing or just the whole? Just the whole thing. I mean, just the any any mistakes that you made on this one that you're going to be looking out for for the next one? Well, the first thing is learning how to relax. It's not that, I mean, you know, we're doing filming, we're not doing brain surgery. I need to learn how to relax. I want to be able to learn to be better to express what I'm really, really trying to get out. Making sure that as a director to give clear instructions on what you want, learning how to block better with the actors. Uh, that was my uh, pet for that. That how you want it, just convey that to the actors. Before the camera stops rolling for each scene, sure you guys are on the same page, go over blocking again, especially. Uh, set design, definitely want to get better with that um, with production design, set design. For those are my biggest lessons, but so far, that's it for right now for that. 
you're not going to enter this one in film festivals, but the one that you're going to do later in the year, you're eyeballing film festivals, right? That is correct, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was actually in Atlanta for the Something Wicked Film Festival. So some of you don't know, Al has moved from Maryland to Atlanta. Yay! (laughs) So the Something Wicked Film Festival is a horror film festival. So horror, thriller, fantasy, sci-fi, that kind of thing. And it's run by... Man, I cannot remember his last name. I'm sorry. His first name's Kevin, but okay. I have a ton of uh, I have a ton of pictures with him. But it's a sweet little festival. So please, please, please enter it into the Something Wicked Film Festival. It's just outside of Atlanta. It's not in downtown Atlanta. We were we north of Atlanta. Huh, Marietta. Are I'm you Marietta. are you downtown? No, no. I'm like northern up in uh, Atlanta. I'm more north. Okay. Up in- yeah, if you go to filmfreeway.com, um, just search for it there. You'll find it. I'm not sure. It was it was in the fall, so you probably won't get it this year. You'll have to go for next year, unless okay. if you sh- unless if you shoot it this summer and it's ready to go by you know August or September. Okay, something we no. I thank you for letting me know. I have not even heard of that. Yeah, it's it's a nice little festival. Okay. Yeah, they, long hey, long's legitimate. I'm good. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, okay. how are you like? How are you liking uh, living down south? <sighs> Someone from the northern, it's definitely a culture change. It's, the party doesn't stop. It's pretty busy, big as hell. Like it seemed like the roads are stretched. So it's it feels like New York City except in the south. So yeah. Yeah, I heard traffic is a pain in the ass. Oh yes, that that's just yeah. I I, <laughs> I was like, no, this can't be happening. Yeah, I get the party does not stop down here, especially with that. <laughs> it just it's not that serious i mean damn i need to get over too but i used to be a speed demon but really not that serious but no what can you do and you're you're gonna miss your group yes i am i definitely didn't want to leave them we still work online like i said these are on you know live zoom chat so i still work with them the other projects i'm trying to bring out i'm definitely going to be still working with them uh especially west well hopefully you can hook up with a, a group based in Atlanta and uh, maybe you can find some some new people. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we'll definitely see. But yeah, um I'm just gonna continue to create and yeah, we'll definitely do that. All right. Well, young lady, it was great catching up with you, and uh, I'm so excited for you. Uh, I, I hope you're proud of it. I, I thought it was a well-done film. Oh, thank you. Yes, thank you. And uh, I will put a link down below. And uh, yeah, keep me in the loop. Because uh, so, do you have a, a production date for your next one? When you're going to start production? Uh, no, not yet. I'll definitely keep you updated for that. Yeah, definitely. Let me know. Because uh, I think you're a talented filmmaker, but I think you're going to. Uh, I think you're going to reach your goals. I appreciate it, Dave. Thank you very much. Yep, I'm going to keep going, all right. So because you because you are driven, I can tell oh. that about you. You are driven. <laughs> you, no matter how it is. Like I said, the journey is damn sure is not easy. And we talked about that. But no, I, I love doing it. Love to continue to do it. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Thank you. Do. All right. Good to hear your voice. Yay. <laughs> there she is, ladies and gentlemen. This is Ms. Al Washington. <laughs> Thank you, guys.